Good day, everyone. I'm Fort Wayne Mayor Tom Henry, and welcome back to the Mayor Tom Henry podcast. This is episode number seven, recorded on July the 16th, 2018. Today, I'm excited to talk about Fort Wayne United, and to help me, I'm joined by Fort Wayne United's Executive Director, Irik Headley. Irik, thanks for coming today. Thanks for having me, Mayor. I appreciate it. Irik, uh, what I thought I would do is go through a number of questions or or uh, interests that people have expressed to me as far as getting to know you a little bit better right. and uh, Fort Wayne United itself. Uh, you know, most of the people do know that you're the director of Fort Wayne United. Uh, obviously, you've been on TV more than me, <laughs> and uh, although that does tick me off a little bit, uh, I can understand because of uh, everything that you've been doing lately, and uh, not only um, in the city of Fort Wayne, but you're getting national recognition as well, so that's uh, that's really neat. But a lot of people don't know uh, that when you were growing up, you faced a lot of challenges as a young black male, and uh, some of those challenges are facing young black males today. Uh, would you mind telling the listeners uh, your story? Absolutely, Mayor. Um, first of all, uh, this is just an amazing privilege to have an initiative that's focused on uh, black males and, and for us to be able to explicitly say it um, unapologetically. It's, it just shows the type of city we live in, the type of leadership that we do have. And uh, it's just a blessing to be able to be in this position to, to partner up with so many agencies and so many um, leaders in our community to, to really focus on this issue that, that black males face. So if, if there was a program like this, if there was an initiative like this, if, this if, if our city had leadership like this when I was going in the wrong direction, um, it would have caught me a lot earlier than it did. But in a nutshell, Mayor, what, what I faced uh, was something that was non-traditional to the black community. Um, typically, people believe that any black male that goes um, in the wrong direction, you know, his dad is a drug dealer, his dad's in prison, mm-hmm. mom's a bad mom. Well, I didn't have that story. My father was a pastor. Uh, we moved from Trinidad and Tobago to come here. And within, I would say within three years, my parents were divorced. We ended up right next to uh, a pretty big uh, a drug dealer and mm. my mom's working three jobs and I, and I found myself just going in the wrong direction to put it nicely so I uh, just made a lot of bad choices and uh, the circumstances and some of the things around me just kind of influenced me in the wrong ways thank god I had a great mom a praying mom a mom that was very committed to, to my uh, future and and committed to getting me on the right path and uh, committed to praying mm-hmm. and that made a lot of difference to me so um, yeah, just just really not being in a position to uh, to thrive, for lack of a better term. Having a good mom at home and having good people around me was is is what made all the difference, in my opinion. Lacking a a male figure uh, during the latter part of your teenage years uh, and the like, since you depend a lot on your mother, and obviously she did a she did a great job, but. Uh, Male figures, in, in many instances, especially uh, with a lot of uh, young black males today, uh, a, a father figure or someone like that is missing. Absolutely. Um, do you see that as one of the one of the major contributions to some of the challenges that young black men have? I do. I think it's a contributing factor. I don't believe that it's the is the silver bullet. Um, but I do believe that it's a it's a significant contributing factor into the issues that we face today. Um, I 
had an amazing man that stepped in. His name was Herbert Lyons, who passed away in 2010. Um, but he was he was really the father that I never had. Um, and that really made a lot of the difference that, that, that I needed. I saw him. I saw his work ethic. I saw his family. I saw his marriage. I saw his wife. And I had a great relationship with them. But for so many people and so many young black males in our community, they don't have what I had. And it really impacts them. You know, they're not able to, to really see um, a great model, a great, a great example to, to really say, hey, I want to be that person. So it does make a it does make it does make a big difference, and that's why Fort Wayne United is really based around relationships. You know, we can have a lot of the programs and education and employment, and so many other things that also contribute to these issues. But at the end of the day, we want to make sure that young black males have what they need, and it starts with good examples. Well, why don't you get uh, a little bit more into the specifics of Fort Wayne United? What exactly is Fort Wayne United? You know, in order to refresh some of the people's memory, what what are you trying to accomplish? What is it? Uh, uh, how do young uh, men of color? How do they get involved in it, and so on? Yeah, so Fort Wayne United came about uh, from from two national initiatives. We have one called Cities United, uh, launched by the National League of Cities, and we also uh, launched uh, My Brother's Keeper that came out of the, of the Obama administration. So, long story short, in 2016. Um, we took those two initiatives that the city of Fort Wayne was a part of before I came along. Uh, you, thanks to you, uh, at the end of the day, you and, and, and many other people in our community decided to to really do something about this issue. Uh, the social status on African American Male Commission um, was was a, a major part of that, and at this point, we are where we are because of the leadership of, of our city, our administration, our mayor and because of so many great people in our community. So we launched Fort Wayne United uh, just to address the issues that young black males face. And I think something that we definitely have to clarify, Mayor, is that because of our focus being on black males, we have to address this epidemic of homicide. But it's not all we do. You know, we, we simply want to improve the life outcomes and enhance the quality of life for black males, but we can't do that if they're getting killed. Mm -hmm. So definitely homicide is a big component of that education, employment. Mm -hmm. We have uh, 20 or so steering committee members that, that uh, consist of so many system leaders mm -hmm. from the criminal justice system, law enforcement, health, education, employment. Uh, uh, some of the decision makers in our city are our steering committee. And then because these are people that typically are not on the streets, they're not, um, they're not on the ground level, we, we broke off into subcommittees and created more of a of a ground uh, a layer. Um, and now we're even launching another effort that we can talk about a little bit later. But essentially our goal is to really improve the life outcomes and enhance the quality of life for black males. And a big component of that is keeping them alive. Well, you know, Eric, I, I've been really impressed with the amount of people that you have been able to uh, bring into this initiative from the community and that, that, that have embraced the goals and objectives that you've now put in place for Fort Wayne United. Right. Uh, so much so that uh, uh, people of real stature in our community have stepped up. Can you let, let the listening public know who some of these people are? Oh, absolutely. So I, I like to consider them the non-traditional, uh, not only supporters, but the non-traditional leaders in this effort. So again, these aren't only supporters, Mayor, but these are the folks that are um, helping me to lead the effort. So, for instance, Judge Wendy Davis is uh, 
one of the, the, the best judges here in Fort Wayne. She's over Allen County Superior Court. Um, for instance, Marlon Wardlow, who's the VP at, at Parkview. Mm-hmm. Joe Jordan runs the Boys and Girls Club. He's the president and CEO. Um, uh, James Berg, who's the dean at IPFW. Dr. Carl Einoff, who's the, the president of uh, Indiana Tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Cathcart is the vice chancellor at Ivy Tech. Um, and the list goes on. Tamara Kelly and Luther Whitfield is a clergy uh, representative here. Um, I mean, just so many great, great, great people that are coming together, putting their differences aside, putting their even political differences aside and saying, hey, black men and boys are that important that we're going to put these things aside and really focus on the issue. You know, Eric, it's interesting that you say that because I know a lot of those people and I know how often they're asked to participate in various boards mm-hmm. and commissions and committees. And right. their time is very precious Absolutely. to them because they are asked to, to get involved in so many different programs. Uh, the fact that they've uh, decided to make uh, Fort Wayne United yes. one of their uh, commitments, is I think it speaks volumes about you and about the program itself. Uh, I know this initiative began in July of 2016, uh, and through your leadership and through the the various committees, uh, you've developed a number of different program offerings. Uh, and, and I know I've been involved in a couple of them myself. Uh, now, you're, you're uh, nighttime basketball. I'm not going to that anymore. Uh, I, I only have about a six-inch vertical leap, so I, uh, that, that was not fun. Well, at, least, um, at least you look good. Well, uh, I don't know about that. But anyway, I do know you have a, a number of different uh, programs, a variety of offerings for young black men in particular in our community. Right. Can you share with with, uh, again, our listeners about some of the things that you've been doing in Fort Wayne United. Absolutely. So the program you're referring to uh, is our late-night basketball program, and it addresses what we like to refer to as the Ws, the who violent crime happens to most, that's young black males, where typically um, most of our homicides have, have been on the southeast side of town. Um, they're, they're, they're scattered now, but statistically speaking, that's that's where the majority lands. And then when those things happen typically after dark, mm-hmm. so 8 o'clock or so. Um, so this program gets young black males off the street where crime happens, when it happens. So it's a late-night basketball program. We started about 8, and it goes to about 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we offer a lot of resources there. We, uh, we have typically about eight, 80 to about 100 young black males mm-hmm. a night with no incidents. Um, Amos Norman from the YMCA has just been amazing. He's uh, taken that program and, and, and just turned it into something that, that I never could have done myself. Tabitha Irvin and I, who's also from the YMCA, we kind of developed it in, 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 its, uh, in its infancy and then uh, pushed it out. And, and that program also came from uh, the city of Memphis, and we were just able to customize it. So it just shows how amazing uh, the network of cities are because we can take programs from other cities, make them our own. So we have that late-night basketball program, and on the 21st, of, of, of July, uh, we're actually going to be hosting our first uh, late night job fair. So people will be able to come watch some amazing basketball and get a job. Just that simple. And, and this is open to everybody, white males, black males, white females, anybody who wants to come. We're open that night to get a job from uh, from seven to 10 that night. Um, we also have something called a live session, which is one of our, our premier programs. Our live sessions are, are really based on creating 
uh, great relationships between the police department and communities of color. So uh, we've been doing live sessions approximately every two months in the community, and now we're moving into ACJC. So our second uh, live session will be this weekend in ACJC, Allen County Juvenile Center, um, in a great partnership with them. We, we also have um, a partnership with the Global Leadership Summit that's coming to town. Mm-hmm. You know, over 4,000 people show up at the Global Leadership Summit. Uh, last year we had over 210 students that we took to the Global Leadership Summit, and we'll be doing that again on August 9th and 10th. Um, a CSI program, we take uh, uh, young minority males to the trades. Mm-hmm. Um, we take them to the courtroom of Judge Wendy Davis to witness sentencing, and we take them to college, and we call that the True Success Initiative. And there are many other programs. We have a Meals for Healing program that you signed off mm-hmm. on uh, for us to, to, to really service and feed homicide victims, uh, the families of homicide mm-hmm. victims. So we have nine churches that uh, are dispatched, and they go out and they just serve the families of homicide victims meals for five days, no strings attached, hot meals to their doors. Um, and and it's, just, it's just been amazing to watch our community embrace these programs and, and support these programs, and especially the non-traditional mm-hmm. community. You know, so many people... Um, criticize communities that are not impacted by homicide, but we've really proven that the the, the non-minority community of Fort Wayne really does care. We've just proven that uh, with, with this initiative. So, so many churches, the chapel, Wallen Baptist, um, Pathway, mm-hmm. communities that are not uh, in the inner city are really stepping up and, and supporting uh, our efforts with Fort Wayne United. I reckon a lot of us have, have um Seen or heard on TV and, and heard on the radio, uh, heard through social media or read through social media, uh, a thing called a, a ten-point coalition. Yes. Uh, I know I get asked a lot of times, what you know, what exactly is this ten-point coalition? And, uh, and I know some other areas like Indianapolis, they offer it. Uh, can you uh, explain exactly, you know, what what is this ten-point coalition? So the Ten Point Coalition came about because you know, with every great thing, you got to keep improving it and fine tuning it. You know, uh, identifying where your where your weakest areas are, and we've identified that one of our weakest areas in Fort Wayne United was we were not on the streets of Fort Wayne. And this Ten Point Coalition allows us to go into a specific community that we identify through data, uh, through through some indicators that have to do with crime and. And homicide and like a square block area or something. yeah okay. yeah and it, it'll be a, a pretty a pretty big area um, that we'll focus in on um, and then it allows us to put some boots on the ground mayor and, and and what that means is is we'll have approximately 20 people that'll work different shifts that will be in this area talking to the community offering the community resources um, and, and, and really helping us to to address the crime issue from a ground level and, instead of from a way you know a high level you know strategic level but we'll be on the ground with so many people that are walking the streets getting to know that community building trust building relationships uh beautifying that community and offering them resources as they need it so the 10 point coalition came from indianapolis um reverend harrison from indianapolis does an amazing job and the numbers that we see and the improvements that we've seen so far have been just mind-blowing you know some communities are going on their fourth year without a homicide Mm. third year without a homicide and homicides are happening in indianapolis but they're not happening in the areas that 10-point coalition Mm. is in 
So we hope to go into these areas of Fort Wayne that do have a, a high homicide rate, mm-hmm. homicide hotspots is what we call them, mm-hmm. and putting in our 10-point coalition. So just Friday, uh, we had our first 10-point coalition with the OGs. OGs are original gangsters is what they call them, guys that had a past, but now they have a bright future, and they are part of the solution. And we had over 20 OGs that showed up for our first meeting. So we're going in the right direction. We're encouraged by it. Um, we, we definitely are looking forward to uh, to getting our, our, our street team on the ground. And secondarily, I, I think what makes this program so unique is that these are not volunteers. These are paid guys that mm. are going to be walking. So it's going to be a stipend wow. that we'll provide um, and, and these guys will be getting paid. So a lot of these people are, are trying to do this anyway, and we'll be able to just mm-hmm. strategically uh, coordinate these efforts, mm-hmm. um, employ some people, you know. This is going to help us with, with some employment. You know, if we can employ 20 guys to work the streets and help, what better way to, to invest into them? Well, Eric, so. I, I know that uh, Fort Wayne United is essentially a city of Fort Wayne-sponsored initiative yes uh but uh the city of fort wayne can't do it by itself right so i i know that there's been an effort to go after uh, state grants federal grants yes. and going to those in the community the philanthropic community yes. those yes. in our in our city who care about what happens to young black men right uh so they can there's actually a, a mechanism set up where they can they can donate money Yes, so we have a we have a fund through the community foundation. Ah, okay. Um, that anybody who wants to donate money and we need money, uh, we we've we've not been in a place uh, to where we've needed money this far. You know, thanks to people like Chuck Surak, mm-hmm. Scott Glaze. You know, these are men that have all stepped up and funded every part of Fort Wayne United so far. And but now with this ten point coalition, we definitely need some funds so people can definitely give to community foundation they can call community foundation and just say hey i want to donate to fort wayne united and they'll set them up fantastic Eric, you've talked a little bit about the future of fort wayne and and, and the possible future of, of a lot of young uh black men in our community and how this whole fort wayne united effort and the 10-point coalition and the like uh, could really make a significant difference in their life and and possibly make their future a little bit brighter right well i happen to know that you're the father of two young boys i am and uh what what kind of future do you do you hope that they will have in the city of fort wayne first of all i hope that that they'll have a safe future you know uh nobody wants to to think about their kids being killed nobody wants to feel unsafe um i live in a in a safe neighborhood now my sons go outside and they play uh, they're not. They're not worried about gunshots. They're not worried about anything uh, that's that's dangerous to their life. But I want them also to feel welcomed, mm-hmm. and we 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 address that too. One of our programs at Fort Wayne United is is uh, racially driven, meaning that we're breaking down a lot of racial barriers mm-hmm. through classes mm-hmm. that we have now in three different churches uh, to really talk about a lot of racial issues, and that has been a sustainable model that has been working. So I want them to be welcomed. I want them to be uh, uh, safe, and this initiative really gives me hope that my sons are going to live in a better city. Leadership like we have now with, with, with you being at the steering wheel of our city gives me hope that we'll be able to, to raise our sons, you know, 
people like Edmund O'Neill, who's on our steering committee, has a five-year-old son too, and my son and his son play together. Marlon Wardlow has three three young boys. These are all young black males that are gonna be uh, running companies and, that's and that the are, next generation. That's right. the next generation, yeah, man. So I, I want my sons to be safe. I want them to be successful, um, and I I, I want to sleep at night knowing that I'm raising my sons in a safe, inclusive, welcoming community for young black males. What a way to end our discussion. Great way. Unfortunately, that is all the time we have for today. And Eric, I want to thank you for being with me today. And I want to thank everyone listening for joining us. And, uh, uh, and hopefully you'll continue to support the efforts of, of IRIC and Fort Wayne United. Uh, for our listener, listeners, uh, again, make sure you follow Fort Wayne United on Facebook, on Twitter, and Instagram. Their pages are updated frequently with special announcements and great information. Uh, With that, thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Mayor Tom Henry podcast. Until next time, have a great week.